Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, Ellen. Not joining me as always is my mom. It's different. It's different in that we are in the same room together. Because we just got home from Book Bonanza, which we're going to talk about in a second. But first, today we are going to be talking about The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary in today's mini episode. But first, Mom, what female celebrity would you pick as your roommate? Um, Melissa McCarthy. That's a good. That's a good pick. Someone who I would have fun with. I would. I mean, I would pick Tina Fey. I think. Oh yeah. Or Amy Poehler. I think Tina Fey, just based on like having read both. (laughs) Well, having read both of their memoirs. Amy's led a much more colorful life that maybe I couldn't quite identify with, whereas Tina is much more my vibe, okay. and also just Liz Lemon is like... She's your jam. Yeah. She's my soul sister. <laughs> um, so, Mom, let's talk a little bit about Book Bonanza. Oh my gosh, Ellen, it was amazing. We had a really good time, you guys. Um... First of all, I had won a top five, a top fan prize on Penny Reed's fan page. Um, so I we won. I selected for my top fan prize to be a breakfast before a signing. And we knew that we were going to be at Book Bonanza and so was Penny. So we had breakfast with Penny Reed. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And it was awesome. Yeah. She was delightful. And well, it's just like sitting and having a normal conversation and like inside I was kind of spazzing out, but outside I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally cool. Mom did well. <laughs> I was afraid mom's like fangirling was going to be extensive, but you did well. Oh, it was worse morning that Chris Brinkley. Yeah. So tell, tell the, the people about meeting Chris Brinkley and first of all, maybe a uh, like reintroduction to who he is. Chris Brinkley is the gentleman that reads all the Winston Brother books on the audible versions of the books. Mm -hmm. And I have for a long time on this podcast many times (laughs) sung the praises of his very sexy Tennessee voice. And I have even dubbed him Tennessee sex voice. That's what I call him. And um, so when we met him and Ellen said, oh, my mom calls you Tennessee sex voice. And he's like, you're the one that started that. And I guess he'd (laughs) seen it on social media somewhere. And and so I guess his friends tease him about that. And the guys that he plays golf with call him that. And so it's like a thing. And I was like, wow. I'm honored. <laughs> we also met Joy Nash, who yes. also does the audiobooks for a lot of the Winston brothers. Yes. She does Jen and Jess. And she's going to do Claire. Claire. Um, and they were wonderful. Yeah. They were super nice and um, so talented. And we also met Kennedy Ryan, who oh was just such a lamb. She is like genuinely like the sweetest person I've ever met in ever. my life. Yes, <laughs> she's just so she makes you feel like you're like the greatest person ever that she's ever seen. And it's like, and I was watching her. It's not just us. Uh, I know because I mean, she, well, we are pretty amazing. She but. was very sweet with us because we have talked and things like that. But. Just like everybody who was coming to her table, like got this big hug, and yeah, she's, she was really sweet. She was super sweet, and um, Amy Dawes, and then people that we've done on the show. We met Natasha Boyd, Pete Angelico, um, 
we stayed away from a couple tables <laughs> of books that we haven't been super nice to. Maybe we didn't want them like throwing daggers at us. Maybe the last episode. Maybe a certain books where they text a lot. <laughs> you guys can put two and two together there. Um, who we met other people that we've yeah I can't remember now. There were oh we went and met all the because we know we're going to read them. We went and met all the authors who write smarty pants romances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because we know that we will eventually yes. get through that. Yeah list oh kerrigan burn oh kerrigan burn who we really want to do on the show because we love her books you guys yeah um and yeah so i know i'm missing somebody but there were others that we met um but it was such a good time i just love going like i if you are an avid romance reader which if you guys are listening to this podcast you probably are in fact i know you guys are if not more so than we are (laughs) at this point um but uh there's such a fun thing to go well, to. Well, these conferences, for some reason, I don't know what it is about the romance reading community, but everybody is so nice. Yeah, so nice. And we just have such a good time when we go to these conferences because they are just, everyone's just there having a good time. And, yeah. And even the authors, like, hang yeah. out with everybody, and it's really fun. Yeah, so I highly recommend attending something like that if it's in your area. This um, one was different than KissCon in that it was huge. It was huge. There were like thousands of people there. And, and the hotel we stayed at was, was huge. huge. It was well, like. It's in Dallas. Everything's bigger in Dallas. Yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> um, it, uh, I mean, like the hotel itself is like this city in and of itself. And we realized afterwards that we hadn't been outside in like three days because. But you feel like you are because it had like a big glass covered courtyard. Yeah. But. Um, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's like a little city inside. There's stores and restaurants and all kinds of things. But, yeah. But it was really fun. It was really a good time. Yeah. It was really fun. And recommend if someone's thinking they might want to go in upcoming years. Um, I thought it was a really good one. It's one that we we're thinking about possibly doing again just yes. because it was it was a good experience. It was a little pricier. The KissCon was cheaper. Yeah, um, but I think KissCon's going up. Uh, in, that's probably true in later years. But but and and KissCon though was more of an intimate kind of thing. Can, well, you... and KissCon is much more. Um, it's you know strictly Avon, Avon authors, authors, and so I felt like this was a little bit more of an eclectic bunch. There was a little bit more for everybody yeah. to enjoy there. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Totally recommend if someone wants to think about going to that one. It was well worth it. Um, so check it out. We've posted some pictures and things like that. And maybe there will be things that come out of this later. But we're we're, We were working the networking, you guys. We're, we're going to see what we can pull off. <laughs> we are. It's going to be fun. Um, okay. So today we're going to be talking about The Flat Chair by Beth O'Leary. This came out not too long ago, but as far as I can tell, this is going to be a standalone book. Um, the next one that she has coming out, though, sounds really good. Um, and, but it seemingly has nothing to do with this book. Um, so I wrote I, I wrote a description. It's about time. You got to work on Thank something. you. Yeah. Um, so here's the description I wrote. Tiffy needs a flat and stat. <laughs> uh, she's ready to finally leave her on-again, off-again boyfriend and set off on her own again. The fact that he is already seeing someone else may have something to do with the haste as well. 
When she sees Leon's ad, it seems unconventional but also too good to be true. An affordable flat all to herself during the evenings and she never even has to see her mysterious roommate because he only comes home to sleep while she is at work. But as Tiffy and Leon get to know each other through half-drunk cups of coffee and notes about their day left on post-it notes, their lives begin to get more intertwined and maybe meeting each other is unavoidable. And maybe neither of them want to avoid it so much more anyway. So, Mom, what did you think of the flat share? Not that I don't already know. Ellen, I love this book. (laughs) I loved this one, too. <laughs> loved, you guys. Loved. Loved. <laughs> um, we were reading this one. We in, had a super exciting night last night. <laughs> Much like when we were reading Accidental Tryst at our last convention. Um, yeah, we were laying in our beds next to each other, uh, reading well into the night. Well, and we'll get into this later, but there was nothing you had to be embarrassed about. Yeah, there wasn't. So that was nice compared to some other experiences <laughs> that we've had reading together. Um, okay, so tell me more, just in general. I, well, first of all, I loved her writing style. I yeah. thought she was funny. I um, I really I, liked though that it was fun. It was it's very funny yeah. and humorous, but also deals with some yeah pretty heavy stuff that we're does. going to get into. I'm sure. Um, it really felt. I don't know if it's like if she was kind of going for more of a chiclet vibe or if it's just a British author thing, but it really reminded me of all the like Brit chiclet that I read when I was a teenager and the stuff that I kind of cut my teeth on with the romance genre when I was younger. Um, But this, it's stylistically, it's very, and like structurally, it's very similar to like the British chiclet that I read. Well, I really liked it, and I, I, there's stuff I want to say, but I have a feeling you're going to ask me questions. Yeah. So ask me your questions. Okay. Well, the other thing I want to say is I loved the side characters, speaking in general. They were great. Yeah. Um, I loved his brother, Richie. I loved that whole side story with him being in prison. Yeah. I loved um, her, all her friends, her goofy friends, Mo and Gertie and Rachel. Rachel. Um, I kind of didn't like Rachel at first. She was yeah. kind of bugging me at the beginning. But yeah. then once she realized what was going on and she was totally, you know. Well, you know, and she, Mo, Mo and Gertie versus Rachel in the beginning, I think Rachel's just trying to, you know, she's just going off of what she thinks Tiffy, Tiffy wants. Yeah. But then once it becomes clear that that's not what Tiffy wants, she's like, okay, Team Tiffy yeah. all the way. Whatever um, that is, yeah. And I also loved Holly and Mr. Pryor yes. and his yes. whole – journey with Mr. Pryor trying yes. to find this Johnny White. Johnny White. Um, I thought all oh, that was cute. I loved Catherine. Great. She just did a really good job. Like all the side characters. All these were, side characters. Yes. Um okay, so what did you think of Tiffy as our heroine? I loved Tiffy. I loved that she was quirky. I loved that she was tall. I loved that yeah. she was you know, she dressed crazy and, and I loved that he was like annoyed at first with all the crap she brought into his apartment yeah in his defense i was getting annoyed for him yes (laughs) like 
I would have been annoyed if this well, person... Well, plus he never met her. I mean, and yeah. didn't meet her until, like, halfway into the book. Yeah, like, a few months after all this <laughs> Like, happened. lots of months. Yeah. I mean, I think it was at their six-month point that it, before no. he met It was close. No, Yes, it was. It was. No, because they, okay. t- they were talking about the six-month, like, okay, reinstatement. Okay, it was close. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and, um... Uh, she had clothes hanging everywhere and, uh, you know, she, she even says herself, she says, I don't have, I have a lot of clothes only because I have to mix, she puts these weird combinations of clothes yeah. together and. Well, that's and just, what Gertie's like. I like all of your clothes individually. It's just the way that you put, <laughs> put them together. together. <laughs> no, I loved her. I loved how quirky she was and. Yeah, she's very lovable. There are moments where you kind of want to like tell her to snap out of it, but. I think never, she's working on it, though. Yeah, but never in a way where I was, like, annoyed with her. It was kind of... it, And it was, like, always in an endearing way. She felt like kind of this old friend that you have where you're just like, Oh, Tiffy, when are you going to learn? <laughs> well, in the beginning, I kept getting annoyed with her still uh, clinging on to, to Justin. Justin. And I was like, girlfriend, move on from that. But then you begin to realize, oh, this is a deeper... Problem yeah, deeper just... issue, and then also she she does move on fairly. Like as soon as Leon becomes a thing, right. even even before they meet, and their notes are just kind of becoming more intimate, you can kind of feel her shifting away from Justin, and she's also kind of coming to the realization that he was bad news. He was bad news more so, and um, yeah, I so. As much as sometimes I got frustrated with that as a situation, I, like, never right. blamed her, really. And it was always kind of – it just kind of made her feel like someone I know who you're watching make bad decisions. But you're like, I love you, but you need to stop. <laughs> and well, that happened very quickly. And it her. helped you to relate to, like, Mo and Gertie and those guys because they were going through the same thing. It's like, I love you, but I need, you know, I need you to move forward from this. Yeah. I thought the description um, when they're when they're in Brighton and I think what Johnny White Six, you know, kind <laughs> of calls her like, "Are you is our girl okay?" And he and Leon says something about like, "She is the kind of girl that everybody w- wants to take credit for." <laughs> yes, and I thought that was such a good description of you know yeah. character description, just that kind of personality that like everyone kind of wants to gravitate towards and. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was, that was for sure her. Um, I just wrote down this line just cause I thought it was, it made me chuckle. There were a lot of, I mean, mom and I were highlighting a few like chuckly lines. Um, I wrote down this one though. Um, it's when they're at the castle and he's modeling the crochet sweaters. Um, she's, if we're honest, most of my day has been spent fantasizing about all the other people in this castle being vaporized, leaving just me and Leon naked, and Vaporizer also took our clothes, with many exciting places to have sex in. <laughs> the Vaporizer also took our clothes. Um, yeah, I just, I thought she was great, and loved her, and we'll kind of talk more about her and her journey. Her and her journey. But what did you think, in generalities, of Leon as our hero? I loved Leon. And the thing about Leon, because I don't th- I think it's been a long time, or if we have ever, he was a total beta 
hero. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he has alpha moments. I think where he gets to, you well, know, like when he stands up to Justin and carry her out of the oh, lake yeah, and things like that. But um, but he's basically a beta, and he's yeah. just wonderful. Yeah, he's he's so sweet. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart, and um, and you the know, fact that he like cries multiple times in the story yeah. and <laughs> just like oh yeah, I love that, and um, he. I, yeah, I, and I loved how she, you know, she first sees pictures of him and she's like, okay, this is fine. He's like totally opposite of what, what I, I usually, usually go like. for. Um, but just that, just his personality is kind of what makes her look past that and actually makes her well, I don't even. Think he was unattractive. No, exactly. And I like how she's like, oh yeah, not a problem. He's not that attractive. And then the second time, like after she's kind of met she's him. Like, how did I think he was not attractive? <laughs> she's going back and she's like, wait, no, there he is. <laughs> um, yeah. And he of the short note is um, really speaking to me right now. <laughs> well, uh, are you going to ask me about the writing style of the book? Go for it. Okay. The whole book is written in, when it's in her um Point, voice point. her point of view yeah it's you know description and wordy and not overly wordy at all in any way shape or form but it's just normal, normal narration and prose and when it's his point of view it's very short very choppy very few pronouns yeah. it's just very to and, the point to, yeah and it's so seemed like his voice I thought it was really well done and, um, I did like it because it made it always made it easy to because to tell who's who you were yeah. whose point where, of view you were in. Even I loved kind of the the difference in dialogue. Even yeah. like you know hers is just normal prose, like he said she said, but then his is like kind of like text speak when it, it's dialogue. Much, yes, and um, I yeah I thought I I thought it was interesting and. Um, at first, it was. It took me a second to get into them. get into it, but when I was, um, yeah, it was. I was on board, and I actually. Well, ended he up was kind definitely an introvert, and he was definitely quieter. You know, he he was. And he's I, also I don't know if call him shy, but a dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like carrying on a text conversation <laughs> with a dude, as I have been doing as of late. Um, you, you see a lot of green on <laughs> my phone and not as much gray if you follow me with the, the iPhone, you know, lingo here. Um, but short, to the point, don't get too flowery with descriptions and things like that. Yeah. But, Sometimes annoyingly so, but. But still lovable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I was talking about Leon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I love kind of her madcap energy paired with his kind of more reserved nature. And I love that as he's falling more in love with her, he realizes that he needs that. Well, and I liked – I mean, you saw where this was going from the get-go, but that he was, he was with Kay at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And there was just so many things that you could see – that were wrong there. Mm -hmm. And then Tiffy came in and just filled all those yeah. gaps in, in, and especially the whole part with Richie because his girlfriend Kay never really believed that Richie was innocent and never thought that uh, his brother Richie was any good because he was in prison and he was just a, you know, a waste of 
Leon's time and and, um, and Tiffy just comes Tiffy, in. Tiffy, as soon as he tells her, because he's really afraid to tell her about yeah. it, and as soon as he tells her about it, she's like, oh my gosh, we've got to do something about this. We've yeah. got to help him. And he's like, so you think he's in? She's like, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I also loved, you know, because he's like, in the beginning, Kay keeps asking for more. And nothing, I, I liked Kay as a character. She was sometimes a little... You know, I think she was supposed to be. But yeah. yeah, but um, I thought she was a good depiction of a girl in that situation, and you know, she was kind of like, "I need more out of you," and I think that's fair enough. Um, and she was kind of feeling, you know, uh, well, he even said he said, you know, probably for the past year, I haven't been as yeah. into this relationship as I should have been. But I think it's telling that he, you know. He doesn't want to make any shift changes, but then as soon as him and Tiffy kind of start, he's like, maybe I should pick up more day maybe shifts. Maybe I should do some day And shifts. he also doesn't need the money as much, but it's because Tiffy helped him get this, like, free counsel for right. his brother. And so um, she kind of just comes in and changes up everything for him. Um, I... I loved how no one believed that she existed. Like when she would come to the hospital, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you must be Tiffy." <laughs> yeah. She's like, "How does everybody know me?" Yeah. <laughs> Every, um, everyone thought that he had made her up. <laughs> and I loved him, like, kind of avoiding her, like avoiding meeting her. And then later, he kind of gives this description to her. He's like, "Have you ever looked forward to reading a book so much that you can't actually start it?" And he's like, "I think that's kind of." what was going on with meeting you was that he was and people kept telling her like he doesn't like change if things are going well he doesn't want to like shake the boat and he was afraid that meeting her would change the relationship that they had which it did (laughs) did but for the better yeah but he loved their little note trading and that kind of stuff and he was afraid that once he met her it would but then they had that meet cute yeah ask me about that (laughs) well we can we can talk about the meet cute i just thought they were I mean, I kept telling mom, you know, when we were reading at the same time, I'm like, they're so stinking cute together. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're me. Yeah, we can talk about their me cute. I don't have a question about it. Well, the just them, it was bound to happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, they'd lived together for six months and something needed to give. Yeah. But um, she overslept because mm-hmm. she was hungover. Mm-hmm. And she walked in the bathroom and he was in the shower. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he freaked out a little bit, as one does. But and she was in her underwear, so he also. <laughs> so he throws open the shower, and he was naked. Yeah. And anyway, that whole thing was pretty funny. And I loved the bunched up towel. She though. says, is his towel bunched up underneath? <laughs> no, Tiffy. No, Tiffy. <laughs> yeah, that was. It was cute. It was cute. They were funny. Um, and I loved how, like, kind of shocked he was at how attractive she, because Kay had told her that, told him that she wasn't very attractive. Yeah. And I loved how Richie's like, does she look like Kay? Kay will not believe that anybody <laughs> that doesn't look like her is attractive. Because, <laughs> um, you know, she's kind of this buxom redhead. And um, yeah. And I just love how he's like, she was supposed to be unattractive. Why was she not unattractive? <laughs> Wait. Kay told me she was unattractive. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Next question. How much did you hate Justin? Um, so much. <laughs> so much. So much. Gosh, he was awful. And the thing is, is, is it kind of creeps up on you because at first you're thinking, well, he's not 
that bad of a guy. And, and, but then as you get to know more about how he treated her and the things that he did Mm -hmm. to her and the way he was manipulating her and gaslighting her and all of that. And you're just like, Oh, this guy is such a bad person. Well, I kind of love that we as the reader kind of get to take this journey of discovery with, with her. Tiffy, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, in the beginning you're like, okay, he sounds like maybe not the best and maybe her friends are overreacting a little bit. But, you know, but then as she kind of starts to recall like, oh, yeah, that wasn't great. And he would, he would pepper in good moments with all of this shit so that... <laughs> he would tell her, like, that she'd forgotten things that she knew she hadn't, and he would yeah. take clothes out of her closet that she didn't, that he didn't like her to wear. And, and hide it. Hide them or get rid of them. Yeah. And she, so she would start thinking, well, where'd that go? I, you yeah. know, and uh, he was just messing with her brain all the time, trying to manipulate her to be the kind of person he wanted her to be and to change her into someone he wanted her to be. And... This kind of felt like the like PG version of Longshot in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, but in that, and you know, I like it because Longshot is a very you know uh, extreme version of this kind of abuse. But yeah, I think that's it's, so good. Yeah, but I think it's important to talk about these kind of other kinds of abuse. Yeah, these kind of I don't want to say lesser forms, but maybe the kind of abuse that goes more unnoticed because it doesn't seem so bad and like maybe each individual thing is kind of like okay, that's yeah, well, that's she kind of like, crappy. Leon would say something about him being abusive and she's like, "Well, he wasn't abusive." And and he's like, he's like yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Or he'd think it to himself. Yeah. Well, and especially Leon and Richie kind of had this experience with their mom having been in very similar situations. She kind of always gravitated towards these guys who it was kind of the same thing, not physically abusive, not abusive in the ways that a lot of times we think of, but abusive in the ways where they're very controlling and, um, you know, always. And I liked how not only do you see more of his be Justin's behavior kind of revealed through Tiffy's memory, but also you kind of see him escalate as he realizes he starts to lose control of right. her. And um, you kind of see that shift. And I think that happens, unfortunately, more than, than we would like to believe or think. Yeah. Um, but, and I also just love that because Leon does have that experience he's really sweet and understanding and yes maybe towards the end his experience kind of hinders him in you know in the big conflict but that you know he gets called out on that and he realizes his mistake and I don't know I just thought he was really sweet with her like when she would kind of have her little panic attacks um that he was like, it's okay. And and then when she would have her panic attack, she's like, I just put Leon here to hold me and rub my back. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote down this line that Gertie said that you didn't have to sit back and watch it happening. Watch his cleaning all the tif- Tiffany-ness out of you. It was sick. And she says that towards the end, and I think that was kind of a good culmination. And you know, you. Th- I mean, I think all of us maybe have witnessed something to that extent, right? Where right. you just kind of see a relationship, a relationship kind of shift a loved one or a friend or something, um, in a way that's maybe not 
super healthy. Yeah. And I think we can all kind of think of someone. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so I, I really like that. I, I, you know, it was, it was sometimes a little heavy and, um, I, I recognize that it can maybe be difficult for some people to read about that because it does hit so close to home, I think for so many people. Um, but I thought it was a nice thing to see portrayed in a romance novel. And it was handled really well in the story. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've kind of touched on this, but what did you think of the subplot with Richie and his case and kind of how it affected their relationship and the story overall. Well, I loved it. I loved the whole thing with her just right away saying, oh, yeah, we need to help him. Mm-hmm. And she gets Gertie to, to well, not right away does Gertie say I'm taking the case, but she just gets Gertie to um, read the letter and look at it. I found that it, I'm like, I need to get a friend who is a psychiatrist and a friend who is a criminal defense lawyer because apparently those are good people to have around. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for you because I know what a criminal you are. Yeah. Um, well, you never know. You never know. But, so I loved that whole thing and then I loved how, how the part he played in the end mm-hmm. when Justin yeah. came to the door. And, when Richie came. And Richie, yeah. when Richie got out of jail. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of loved how, first of all, like before any of it started affecting the overall story, I, I liked kind of the character that it revealed in, in Leon that I thought he was really sweet in his kind of stoicism throughout the case, but also his like, I can't give up on him right you know he needs me I'm the only one he has like my mom won't even go see him anymore like he needs me and you know even in the face of Kay kind of like breaking up essentially with him over this case he's like sorry yeah (laughs) and it's his little brother you know he's gonna protect his little brother um but I also just love kind of how it all how it kind of brought this whole cast of characters together to kind of work together for. That's why I really wish there were, this was part of a series because I would love to see a book for Richie. Yeah, it would be fun. And Richie and Rachel would be a really fun. Richie and Rachel would be a good <laughs> combination. Um, and I, I, I really just loved the relationship between Leon and Richie and their phone calls were always really sweet. And also as Richie kind of becomes chummy with Tiffy, I thought that that was really sweet. <laughs> it was really funny. Like he'd never even met her, but they just were so close. And yeah, and I loved Richie like, she's hot, isn't she? I knew she'd be hot. <laughs> <laughs> and also I love the moment where, um, you know, Leon gets a little insecure because, you know, he's like, well, Richie is the handsome one. And she's like, oh, is that why you didn't tell me about his appeal trial? And he gets kind of like <laughs> hurt. And she's like, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I'm not going to fall in love with your brother. <laughs> well, and I, I really like the part that he played in uh, telling Richie, look, she's not mom. Yeah. You know, she's she's a different person. She's not like her. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, he played a good part in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I I just kind of liked, you know, we see a lot of wingmen type characters and usually they get their own book in yeah. in a series, but um I liked kind of their dynamic, especially very much so. with trying to help each other throughout that process. Um okay, so 
Let's talk about sex, baby. This one was very mom-friendly. Oh, <laughs> mom. Coming in with the rhymes. Um, yeah, it was very mom-friendly. Um, this is another example of, I think, a kind of perfect fade to black because mm-hmm. there it was still – it still felt very sexy because they kept talking about – you know, well, they kept starting to have sex. Yeah, and they then kept, kept getting interrupted. Yeah, they kept ramping up to <laughs> it and then getting interrupted. Um, but yeah, uh, so all you people who recommend this one, I you guys are looking out for me, and I appreciate that. <laughs> it was good. It was a good. It's a good book. I mean, it, I even told Ellen. I said this is one we could recommend to people who don't usually like reading steamy romance. Yeah, for sure. Um, so mom, what was your swooniest moment? There's a few good options. There here. is a few good options because he was a very swoony guy. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of really cute moments. They do have a lot of cute moments. I think though that my favorite is when he comes back after I'm taking your moment on. Yes. <laughs> when he comes back after, well, Justin proposes to her in a big grand way you know, and asks her to marry him, and she's trying to tell him no, and he's like, yes, she said yes. So this is all on on film, and so Leon sees this and thinks, oh, she's going to go marry Justin. How creepy is it that he, like, paid 17, what was it, like 17,000 pounds or something to have this thing be filmed so that she'll feel pressured, and that whole, like, yeah, I'm, like, definitely harassment, stalking, restraining order, all of it. And like creep. Throw the book at him. <laughs> um, yeah, and so he sees that, and he's all butthurt about it. Um, anyway, so finally he comes back. He realizes he's being an idiot. He comes back, and um, they're talking to each other over the balcony, and I guess they live on the second floor. Is that yeah, the that's identity? Yeah, And um, so she's hanging over the balcony, and he's talking to her, and they're talking out loud in the street. And um, then he climbs up the drain pipe and, and climbs up onto the balcony, and it was just really sweet. Yeah. Um, I thought that they, that, that was my favorite moment. I will say as, cause my honorable mention was the epilogue. Oh, definitely. And the yeah. whole thing about, sorry, I'm going to totally spoil this, but the whole thing about only you would find a way to propose without being there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I loved it. It yeah. felt like super, you know, within keeping with of how their whole relationship, their whole relationship had was, gone. Definitely. Um, yeah, but back to that moment, I loved um, everyone. I because he's they're yelling at each other from across the street. And he says, "Everyone kept telling me I was going to lose you if I didn't tell you how I feel." And then in comes Justin, king of romantic <laughs> gestures, and she's like, "Romantic gestures? <laughs> I hated that." And, yeah. Um, and then I also wrote down this line that was also from that scene. Um, it's, he says, it seems in times of emergency I can be quite verbose. And she says, don't be going to, and change too much changing now. I like you as you are. Yeah. I thought that was cute. But the whole, because he has this whole little rant that he gives to her, and she's like, wow, I think that's the most I've ever heard you say in yeah. one time. <laughs> yeah. But epilogue's also very good. They have very a, good. I mean, really just like any of their little exchanges, especially like after they've met and are starting. Well, and I love how like, they're leaving these notes and, and texting each other. That's the only way they've communicated. And and he would leave her a note and then put a little X, like a kiss afterwards. And he's like, well, should I do that? Should I put that kiss? Well, I love how he's he's been doing that. But then as soon as he meets and is, like, starting to feel things, he's, he's like, 
starting to like overanalyze. Yeah, like, is that wrong? Wait, so he goes back and looks at his other messages to see if he's done it before. And then, yeah, I've done it before. Like spends all night like at the hospital just like cringing over like whatever he said to her in this, his note. Um, that's real. Um, and yeah, I, I, I thought that they were just super, super adorable. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, like several times while I was reading it, I'm just like... Mom, they're so cute. They're I so like cute. can't get over it. <laughs> um, so I think this gets a, a big, like yeah. loved recommend. Yeah, this so a big love book. Um, yeah, so that's how we feel about it. Let's hear how how y'all feel about we it. We got a lot of responses. I had, we got a lot of see, responses. I never read any of these before we do the show, and I'm so glad. It seems like so many of you like read along with us, and you know. Uh, Kristen says, I started out a little unsure about this one, but quickly got hooked into the story. I appreciate that this book covered invisible, so to speak, abuse in a relationship. Agreed. And the lasting effects that her ex's gaslighting has on Tiffy. Yeah. Um, she continues, I also have come to realize that I love a story where the characters get to know each other through letters, like Dear Aaron by Mariana Zapata, before physically meeting. Same. I. That's, yeah. That's, you like that, do you? Yes, that's a trope. That is a trope that I like a lot. That's interesting. Mom's implying things about my personal life. Um, I also, Kristen continues, I also give props to the author for the conflict. I like, she capitalizes the conflict. I like that. Near the end, as it isn't super drawn out like a lot of books tend to do. Same. Well, and because I highlighted as soon as he turned his phone off. Oh, that's like my big, but it was only for a few hours. Yeah, he turns it back on. And I like that even I think Mo is like, he's going to turn his phone back on because he's not dumb. He well, and his brother is going to try to get in touch with him. Yeah. Um, Kristen continues, this was my first Beth O'Leary book, but I doubt it will be my last. Her characters are easy to love, flaws and all. I honestly think, yeah, this is her first, this was like her debut novel. Well, keep them coming, Beth, novel. we loved it. Yeah, um, so I'm just so impressed by like these debut yeah, books that have been Yeah, they just knock it out of the park out. right off the bat. Yeah, um, Kristen continues, her characters are easy to love, flaws and all. Agreed. Um, Emily said, I really liked it, but I wasn't sure of it at first either. That was kind of a, a general consensus. There was a lot of people that were like, Took me a second. I well, I think that especially the writing style for him yeah. is a little different. Yeah. And it takes a little while to get into the groove of that. But I really liked it and I thought it was a great tool for helping you understand his personality. Yeah. Melissa said, I quite enjoyed it. Initially the premise seemed a bit incredible, but I got over the hump pretty easy. Uh, it probably helped that the main characters weren't TSTL, which I had to look up. And this is a great, we will, we could definitely use this one. T, wait, look, wait, I gotta think. TSTL. Okay. What Too is- stupid to love. <laughs> yeah, because we've, we've talked about people like that yeah. before. Because <laughs> usually if we have a problem with the book, it's because the characters are TSTL. <laughs> um, Carrie, who was a big proponent or, of us reading this book, a uh, big champion. She said, I'm so glad you guys are doing this book. It's one of my favorites and my go-to when people ask for rom-com recommendations. And that's what, how we're thinking of using it as well. Uh, she says, I love that it's a mix of fun, silly rom-com tropes and serious stuff like abuse. Yeah, agreed. Um, it kind of shows the the breadth 
yeah. of, of romance. So I liked that. Um, Jackie says, Leon's communication style bugged me at first. Um, or maybe it's more accurate to say that I had a hard time reading it. But after a chapter or two of that, I actually really appreciated Beth O'Leary's decision to write him that way. It gave me a better feel for who Leon is. I especially liked it because as he and Tiffy grew closer and friendlier, you could see his way of speaking and thinking change. Yeah, same. Well, he, he talked more. Yeah, <laughs> possibly from her influence on him or his own personal and emotional growth. Also, the emotional abuse in the story was done very well from both Tiffy and Leon's POVs. I'm not a book crier. I will fight tears with everything I have in me, but this aspect of the story was done so compassionately that I let myself feel all the feelings and cry all the tears, and I don't regret any of it. I cried a little in this book, too. Yeah, Mom cried. I, I teared up a, a little bit there towards the end. Um... Lori says, this has been one of my favorite reads this summer. Both of the main characters were dealing with some seriously weighty personal issues, but I felt like the author handled them well. Things went just enough sideways to create realistic tension, but they never spun so far out of control that I worried about the HEA being jeopardized or in question. Agreed. And I think that's, I mean, that's our problem. You guys know this, is when it gets too far convoluted to feel natural to how real humans act. Yeah, to how real people act in in these situations. Yeah. Uh, She said, I also appreciated how distinct the voices are in this dual POV narrative. I loved Tiffy's wordy chatter, both in her notes and her speech. Leon's quiet, introspective nature allows him to be very insightful. His words are few, but it doesn't hinder his communication skills. His relationship with his patients, his search for the Johnny Whites, and his unrelenting concern for his brother make it easy to see how Tiffy could fancy him, even before their awkwardly fantastic meet-cute. The epilogue was truly gratifying, but I genuinely loved everything that came before it as well. Agreed. Agreed with Great all note. things, yes. Great note, Lori. Um... Uh, Aida says, I really enjoyed this book. I liked how they both grew because of their relationship, even if it wasn't face-to-face to begin with. Excellent read. Um, Jessica says, I thoroughly enjoyed this book, but it had it had all the feels, and I loved the exchange of notes as a device to get to know one another. I thought the premise of the book was unique and not something I've seen in romance before. Agreed. I also absolutely loved the epilogue and how Leon proposed via notes, and in a way that would give... Tiffy, time, space to emotionally process the proposal. Swoon. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I th- all those. Especially the swoon. Um, I thought there was a great cast of supporting characters. Gertie, Moe, Rachel, Richie, and Holly, uh, too. Oh, and this book definitely seems like this could easily be adapted for a movie. Ooh. Overall, excellent. Agreed. Um, and, yeah, movie. Well, because we've read books before where people are forced to become roommates. I mean, yeah. roomies. Yeah. Um, but this one had a different spin on it in that they were roommates, but they didn't ever see each other. Did you read, like, the, I think it was in the author's note or some some author's something towards the end where she says that she got the idea for her, her book when her husband, who's a doctor, and her, like, went, he was a doctor and they would go like three weeks without seeing each Uh-oh. other. And, and she just got thinking like, what, how, how could people get to know each other through their, <laughs> their dishes that they leave behind in their wake? Um, and I thought that was cute. That's cute. Um, Aida says, I'm struggling with this one, mostly because it feels too slow. And that's coming from a Mariana Zapata fan. 
I did not feel like this was that I slow. I did not feel like it was slow either. Um, maybe I'll give it a second shot because of the nice comments I'm seeing here. I think you definitely should. I think it was – I think the payoff is great in this one. Yeah. I, and maybe – I guess it wasn't slow in that they didn't – See each other. See each other for a long and even, time. Even that, like, I mean, when did that happen? Like 34%? Was that 38%? Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's but, it's pretty far into the book, but it's also not like 60%. And it's 60%. a slow burn in that they don't actually sleep together for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jason, singular male listener, Jason said, I really enjoyed the book. I was very surprised at how believable it was that these two people sharing a flat didn't meet for months. I really enjoyed the conversations that Leon and Tiffany had by post-it notes. I thought Tiffany came across as a truly caring person who you couldn't help but like. I did hate the ex-boyfriend, Justin. There were a couple of times that I thought somebody should knock this guy's head off, but we have already discussed in the group that I am coming to term with my bloodthirstiness. (laughs) I think all of us felt that way about Justin. Um, I like Leon as well. He was so awkward at times. I think you couldn't help but find him endearing. I really enjoyed a lot of the secondary characters as well. I really enjoyed Leon's desire to find Johnny White before Mr. Pryor passed away. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, I also loved, speaking of Leon's, like, awkwardness, I loved how she kind of found his nervous fidgeting really cute. So she liked to, you know, bring up their shower meet (laughs) cue just to kind of embarrass him, make him a little fidgety. I do like how he learned from the thing with Mr. Pryor and, and the Johnny Whites. How he's like, I, I can't wait till the last minute. This yeah. is, is, you know, you can't put this well, stuff up. And he tells Richie, he's like, I just had a visit from the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> he's like, it's October. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Aaron says, I read it when it first came out, but really liked it. The premise was interesting and well done. I loved how they were able to learn and care for each other through cute notes and small gestures. I got all the butterflies when their relationship started developing for real. It was definitely a slow burn, but I think it paid off. Plus, I love quirky characters, and both of these characters had it in spades. Yes. Agreed. Um, Samantha, she, she put down a couple quotes. Love that. Makes my job easier. Uh, she said, she went, you went from unconscious to judgmental very quickly there. And I did not have you down as a drain pipe climbing man. Me neither. You clearly bring out the best in me. Are you real? A real life human female? Yes, I'm real. You idiot. Implausible. How are you so nice and also very pretty? You're a myth. No, you'll turn into an ogre at the stroke of midnight. Stop it. Bloody hell, you have low standards. <laughs> I didn't ask you. You Poking didn't. her in the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask you. You don't like any of my clothes anyway. That's not true. I like some of them, just not the combinations you choose to adopt. Um, only you could find a method of proposing that means you don't actually have to be there. Uh, Samantha continues. This is actually Samantha talking. Um I loved Leon probably because he reminded me so much of my hubs. We should all be so lucky to have a friend like Gertie. She is an absolute gem. I loved Gertie too, especially <laughs> towards the end. I love how feisty she gets. Um, this book was rife with rom-com moments, but didn't spare the tough stuff. Also, British speak delights me. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, Sarah says, I just finished the audiobook and I loved it. The characters are so endearingly real. And even though I was expecting more of a rom-com fluff, I was actually pleasantly surprised about the grittier real-life issues they faced. It was a good mix of funny and real-life drama, much like a Jojo Moyes novel. I'm not sure if I say her name right. Um, Alexandra said, I thought this was really sweet. I loved the quirkiness and endearing characters. The notes were so sweet and all of Leon's patience. I felt 
just a little bit too, a little bit long. And I struggled with the manipulative boyfriend because of some personal stuff. So it was a little triggery for me. Overall, I enjoyed it. Quirkiness reminded me a little of Josh and Hazel. Yeah, yes. that's a good, yeah, that that's a, a good comparison. Yeah. Because kind of the more quirky, manic pixie dream girl with the more stoic yes. guy. And then finally, Nara says, it's 2 a.m. I just finished it and I need to say that I loved this book. Exclamation points. A plenty. I'm a sucker for letters, notes, emails on books, attachments, Guernsey Literary, and others. I'm too sleepy to remember. <laughs> I was up till two reading it as yeah, well. Mara. Mara. <laughs> yeah, we were up late pretty late last night. Um so yeah, any other that was all of your guys' thoughts. You guys really came through on this book. Um any other thoughts, Mom? From No, from I loved you? this book. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Who, do you remember who recommended this book? Um, I know Carrie was Carrie Winfrey was a big recommender. There was other people that kind of like backed her up when she because it was good call, you guys. It was awesome. Yeah, I really loved this one a lot. Um, so those are our thoughts and a lot of your thoughts on the Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is not your mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at not your mom's rom, or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you on August 19th. We will be discussing Soulless by Gail Carringer. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them, you guys. All right. We do. We do. Not even mine. All right. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. are welcome, Ellen. And it's been delightful spending yeah, the weekend. Yeah, thanks Thank for the weekend, Mom. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.